0: Talk Radio. 21st century debate. Speak once, think twice. Talk Radio. Exhalation, conversation, confrontation. Fine talking, common sense. Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. My name is, of course, Mike Graham, and I am in The Independent Republic, and so are you. Welcome back to it. And here we are uh, with all sorts of things to talk about. We're speaking to Rod Little, associate editor of The Spectator, also writes column in The Sun and The Sunday Times, of course, as well. Uh, we've been talking to Rod about the Ukrainian crisis. Let's have another listen uh, to Joe Biden uh, and what he said last night.
2: Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belonged to his neighbours. This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. Really sound, it doesn't really sound like he means it,
1: does he, Rod? It's slightly worrying that he is indeed the leader of the free world.
3: Yeah, I you bet know, Vlad's trembling in his boots <laughs> over there in Moscow at the moment. He looks at Sleepy Joe. I'm mildly surprised that Sleepy Joe knows where Ukraine is uh, and cheered by that. He is the weakest American leader we have had for some time. He may not be as catastrophically stupid as George W. Bush, um, but there is no spine there, and he's hampered by a party uh, which is driving his administration ever further towards the liberal woke left, hmm. uh, which is destroying his country. You know, he's And I've, really just come, I've just clear. come
1: back from a trip to America where yeah. everyone I know um, who voted for Biden, is absolutely in despair. They're just going, we can't believe he's this bad. We just can't believe it.
3: No. Um, and the, the remarkable thing is that, you know, I was no supporter of President Trump, but if there was an election now, Trump would win. Yeah. no, uh, which, which is remarkable. Uh, you just hope that the Republicans will get themselves a decent, unwoke, uh, culture war, uh, candidate who will win next time around.
1: Well, a uh, bit like it's a bit like here, though, Ron, isn't it? I mean, you'd like to think that as a, an observer of these things, whether you lean to the left or the right, you'd like to see two people fighting an election who are capable of winning and who yeah. are also quite substantial individuals from whichever side they come. And we don't
3: have that either there or here. No, no, that's right. Uh, we don't. Um, I, I think America's a real problem. Of course, the reason Trump got in is because Hillary Clinton was detested by most ordinary American working class or, as they call it, middle class voters um, and and would have done nothing for them. And had the same kind of condescension towards them that the Corbynista left has towards Mm. uh, the working class in this country, that they despise their lifestyle, their beliefs, uh, their belief in God and all that kind Mm. of stuff. Um, and their traditional family units. They can't abide any of it. No. Um, so, yeah, it would be good. I, I still don't know where, where Boris Johnson actually stands on most of that stuff. The, the Conservative government has been, until very recently, quite quite uh, uh, supine when it comes down to wokeness. Yes.
1: Well, what uh, we got, I was going to get on to that, because the two things that remain constant for Britain as I returned to it uh, yesterday morning was, one... The complete and utter standstill of the traffic in almost all parts of the southeast of England Uh, and the wokery, which continues to go on. I mean, Boris Johnson, for me at the moment, seems to be leaping from one stone to another uh, in the rapids. So everywhere he lands, he just kind of goes with that for a while until the next rapid comes and he has to jump to the next stone so that no. Well, you know, when I went away, Covid was still a thing. Now it isn't. You know, he seems to have done away with COVID and all the restrictions are going to be lifted. I'm very happy about that. Um, but it's remarkable what you can do when you're under pressure to lose your job.
3: It is. Uh, and he's right about COVID and the, the medical clergy who are still screaming blue murder and have been ever since you've been away, Mike, Yeah, um, uh, are wrong. Totally wrong. Now, I've had so many debates about it. that the, the figures are incontestable. It's the, the, the COVID infections are down every month, every week every day now and down not amongst various parts of Great Britain but every single region and every single age group. Yeah. Uh, uh, But I still see, you know, out on the high street up here in the northeast people walking along their pavements with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, the the temptation to go and upbraid them for five minutes is, is intense.
1: It really is. It really is. You just think, what's going on? What is wrong with you? You know. But let yeah. me finish. Let me finish with my the latest wokest uh, uh, remark of the day, which is the National Portrait Gallery has apparently dropped their deal with BP. After 33 years, BP uh, formally sponsored their uh, sort of main uh, portrait award since 1989. Yeah. And BP, rather ludicrously, have already called themselves beyond petroleum, have already dedicated themselves to the eradication of oil and gas
3: exploration. So, I mean, I don't know what more they can do, and they've still been dumped. <laughs> no, it's it's, it, it's hilarious. I'd have more sympathy for, for BP if they, if they hadn't done everything they can within the last five years to appear more woke than thou, yes. including getting into bed with Stonewall, which is a a vision I wouldn't like to describe live on air, <laughs> um, uh, and, and so that they so that they can wave proudly this flag that they're, the, the the flag that they are the the best LGBTQI polluters in, yes. in the history of the world. Right. Uh, so I, I don't have much sympathy for BP. BP were also. Uh, sponsors of the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company, hmm. and you look at the mess that that thing is in now, hmm. because even more than the National Portrait Gallery, which presumably thinks it doesn't need to heat its its auditorium so that people can wander around in the freezing no. cold rather than have the radiators on, um, which is kind of the subtext. But the RSC is now... Busy disseminating information to schools across the country that Shakespeare was a ghastly old bugger. Yeah. Uh, and that we uh, were a sexist, ableist, colorist, right. racist. Cool. course. Uh, yeah, you cool.
1: Know, uh, I mean, you that, can imagine, I mean, the next thing will be the National Portrait Gallery removing all portraits of anybody um, male and white, presumably.
3: I, that wouldn't surprise me one, one little bit, because nowadays, when you look the, the latest production, incidentally, on the RSC thing, uh, was a production of Romeo and Juliet, uh, in which case, of course, uh, both the lead actors were black, uh, but which uh, the the cast decided to remove lines from Shakespeare's oh, movie, yes which they, which they didn't like, mm. and put in stuff which they liked, which included, "This is about the patriarchy," <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and no one wants to see that crap.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to go and see rubbish like that, just go to the New End Theatre in Hampstead, you know, and, and I'm well, sure exactly. there'll be a very nice performance of something or other written by somebody from Camden. It'd be
3: great. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, it's just this—it's just this wonderful arrogance that they think they're better dramatists than Shakespeare. Yeah, I know. changes words, Tremendous. You know, it, it Just and and so I would say to Samsung, because <clears throat> uh, I've got a Samsung phone, it doesn't work very well. Uh, I'd say to Samsung, withdraw your sponsorship from the RSC. And put that money towards making my phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just do what it's just do what it says on the tin, as they say. Rod, great to
1: talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. We've got to run. Rod Little, associate editor of the Spectator, uh, there with his latest uh, prognostic- prognostications on the wokeists and how ridiculous it has all become. Because it really has. I have to tell you, I might have been away for ten days, but nothing much has changed in the woke department. I'll be telling you more about that coming up next on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on this auspicious day. That's right, I've been away for a week or so and look what's happened. Apparently just taking a break with the family has led to all kinds of cataclysmic events, something we're on the brink of World War III. Uh, I'm not one of them. Some think it's our fault that Vladimir Putin is plotting a land grab in Ukraine. I'm not one of those either. Some think we should keep wearing masks until the end of time, and I'm definitely not in that camp. Thank you very much indeed. Today, we will take stock of where we are, where we are going, and who's going to be there at the end. Before I left, COVID was still a thing. Now it isn't. But once more, the scaremongers are trying to convince us that that's wrong, and we should all be very careful just in case something bad is coming over the horizon. And of course, We've still got the Boris Johnson problem. Only yesterday, more leaks from Downey Street make him the first Prime Minister to be questioned under caution by the police. Why on earth is all this still going on? I mean, haven't the Metropolitan Police got better things to think about? Don't they realise that the COVID bizarre business is gone? Don't they realise that we've got more important things to think about? 03444991000 is the number. Thanks to Kevin O'Sullivan for looking after the shop for me. Uh, I'm very pleased to say uh, that he will be back on his show from seven o'clock tonight. But for the moment, the independent republic of Mike Graham is back in the hands of me, Mike Graham. Coming up first this morning, we've got Sunday Times and Sun columnist Rod Little on the Russian problem, the latest from the world of woke, and a look ahead to the next set of storms. Is it just me? Or is it the fact that now that they've started giving them names, they seem to have got a lot worse? Don't tell me it's anything to do with global warming, please. Tonya Buxton is here as well. We'll take her take on the lifting of all COVID restrictions tomorrow. And the latest from the Department of Education, which is considering banning students from getting loans if they don't pass English and Maths GCSEs. Can't be a bad thing, can it? 03444991000. As ever, of course, we need to hear from you. Are you back in the office yet? Everyone else seems to be, unless you're a civil servant, of course. And you're more interested in virtue signalling in your emails than doing any actual work as far as i'm concerned london appears to be on the face of it today back to normal prime minister's questions as well so we'll be joined by our political players peter cardwell for the latest joust between sir keir starmer uh, and of course his bet noire boris johnson and if you've been hit by the storms do let us know we'll be telling you what the travel restrictions are if you can't get around anywhere because of the floods we want to hear about it from you. 0344 You'll listen to me, Mike Graham, right here on the fastest growing radio station on the planet. It's great to be back, by the way. It is, of course, Talk Radio.
3: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
1: And so let us, without further ado, before we speak to Rod Little, have a listen uh, to the leader of the free world, uh, who is, of course, Beijing Joe Biden.
2: We're implementing full blocking sanctions on two large Russian financial institutions, VEB and their military bank. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. It can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets either. Starting tomorrow and continuing in the days ahead, will also impose sanctions on Russia's elites and their family members. They share in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin policies and should share in the pain as well. And because of Russia's actions, we've worked with Germany to ensure Nord Stream 2 will not, as I promised, will not move forward. As Russia contemplates its next move, we have our next move prepared as well. Russia will pay an even steeper price if it continues its aggression, including additional sanctions. Joe
1: Biden, the President of the United States of America, speaking there last night, doing what some thought Boris Johnson should have done earlier in the day. Let's talk to Rod Little, associate editor, of course, uh, of The Spectator, uh, amongst many other uh, strings to his bow. Rod, a very good morning to you. Good morning. great to be here. Thanks
3: for having me. Not at all.
1: Um, There are some who think we should have been Vladimir Putin's friend, um, and now he is our enemy as a result of us not doing that right. What do you think of that?
3: I agree. Um, I'm afraid. Uh, I think we should stand up for Ukraine. I think we should do more than we're doing now. But I think uh, a number of windows of opportunity have been missed very, very badly. Do you know that on four occasions, Soviet Union and Russian leaders have tried to join NATO. And on every occasion, they've been rebuffed with a kind of contentiousness. Uh, And, you know, we were probably right to rebuff Molotov in 1953. But, When Mikhail Gorbachev proposed joining NATO in 1990, that was the time, and Yeltsin a year later in 1991 and then 1993, that was the time when we should have shown a bit of magnanimity, uh, neutralised any possible later threat from Russia and brought it into the fold. We had one more chance, and that was in 2000, when, uh, in a conversation with George Robertson, who was then head of NATO, Vladimir Putin said, uh, you're going to let us into NATO then, mate? And Robertson said, uh, I, I, "I'm afraid you uh, we have to uh, uh, you have to apply to join NATO." You know, and uh, Putin said, "We'll stuff that," mm. uh, as as you would imagine he would. Yes. And from that moment on, entrenched Russia became entrenched in its eastern uh, 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 redoubts of making friends with China, of becoming an Asian-style autocracy are moving away from the West. So we have had chance after chance to bring Russia into the fold, and we've failed. Hmm. Now, however, different kettle of fish. I grant entirely, uh, you know, whatever the excuses of the past, we have to do something meaningful to stand up to Putin, and my suspicion is that we won't. Uh, I don't know what you think, mate. Right?
1: Yeah, well, you know what I think? is It's interesting that NATO has kind of ceased to be what I thought it <coughs> was, which was the protector of um the north atlantic because clearly um that's what it's meant to be that's what it's meant to do and i think it's been weakened over the years partially by the inability of a lot of the, the people in it to get a fair deal for many countries you know britain and america has been paying far too much money into nato and getting very little out of it to be honest and it doesn't really seem to be good for anything anymore um you know it's a bit like it's become a bit like the un peacekeeping force it kind of does a lot of talking but not much
3: else well i think that's exactly right i mean uh, uh... It's not quite as fatuous as the UN, but, but but it's certainly heading in that direction. I mean, at the moment, the member states of NATO who care about NATO is, as you say, the USA uh, and Great Britain, uh, and, of course, the likes of Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, uh, who do provide their share, by and large, of money. It is, as ever, Western Europe that is letting the side down, and... Uh, it's all complicated by the various vain aims of leaders such as Macron and Merkel that there should be a European Defence Force, which was incidentally uh, one of the ideas behind NATO back in the early 1950s that it should be a, a force to protect Europe um, rather than simply, you know, a, an alliance between the Anglo-Saxon countries. Mm. <clears throat> but no, no, it's 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 become dilatory and uh, lacks conviction in
1: unity. Yeah, and I totally agree with you that it would have been smarter, would it not, Rod, for uh, NATO to bring Russia into the tent as opposed to leaving it outside running around, uh, being able to do whatever it wanted. Um, And the end result seems to have become that we are now more reliant on Russia for energy than anything.
3: (coughs) Yes, (coughs) it... Sorry, sorry, I'm uh, not feeling a
1: hundred percent. Well, I hope you feel better. Have have some limbs. Yeah, no, there. no, it's, it's
3: only it's, it's only the, uh, you see, I've given up smoking because I wanted to do something very green. Well, there you go. That's um,
1: that's what's happened. That's what that's, what that's happened to me. Happened. Now I've got a
3: cough. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, mate. No, no, I, I think the, the the point is here that if we had brought uh, Russia into the fold in the early nineteen nineties, which was absolutely clear, we could do that. You know, it was absolutely clear that we could do that. Uh, We would now have a bulwark against China. We would have Russia on our side against China. We would have Russia on our side against radical Islam. Hmm. All the problems that we have seen over the last 20 odd years would have been alleviated a little by knowing that we had the Russians on side with us. And instead of doing that, We sent our venture capitalists over to uh, Russia uh, or the Soviet Union, as it was briefly, and had them uh, involved in asset stripping uh, of the huge state institutions, which led to two massive depressions in Russia in the 90s and meant in the end that the Russian people kind of thought that democracy might not be that good an idea, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. Um, And and there's been an awful lot of people over the last few days I've been listening to, Rod, talking about the whys and wherefores of Ukraine, um, whether there is, in fact, any sort of Russian rump, if you like, of of, of ethnic Russians who want to be part of Russia. You know, this move into these so-called, you know, uh, separatist areas is all very confusing for most people who are not experts in the field. And even different academics don't seem to agree. But I certainly believe that one of the main catalysts for all of this trouble was Angela Merkel's offer to Ukraine to join the European. Union, because that was never on the table when the Soviet Union was was, was split up.
3: No, I, I, I think there's not much doubt that the European Union, in particular uh, Merkel, behaved appallingly uh, and kind of gave a green light to, to to a Russian state, which has always throughout its history, right back to 1200, been paranoid, been paranoid about the threat from from the West. And has made uh, various times across this 700, 800 years uh, overtures to the West and tried to become Western, and at every time we've either <laughs> invaded it uh, or, or told it to get lost, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, with contempt. But uh, by the same token, you know, Putin knows that he can get away with doing what he's done now because he got away with it in Georgia uh, and he got away with it in Crimea. Now there is a case in Crimea, uh, and I think we all knew this that that actually it is largely ethnic ethnic Russians. Uh, But Luhansk and Donetsk, not quite the same. You know, uh, you you take a vote there, assuming it would be free and fair, it would be very even uh, between the Ukrainians and the Russians. Uh, But, you know, we'll do nothing. Uh, The problem is, when Lukashenko, the dictator of Belarus, got away with diverted an aeroplane to Minsk with an opponent of his regime on it right. and imprisoned that man and did so illegally. We did virtually nothing, nothing. Right. You know, and that would have been the time to, to stand up against Putin and his allies.
1: No, exactly right. And as far as the sort of London uh, grad story goes, because there's been a lot of talk of that too, Britain, it would seem, has been rather, shall we say, reluctant um, to crack down on Russian oligarchs, on Russian money, whether it's dirty or not, on the whole, you know, uh, McMafia kind of scenario, all of that that's been going on for for certainly at least one decade, if not two, um, hasn't really helped, has it? I mean, everybody said to Boris Johnson the other day, well, surely he should have blocked the sovereign wealth fund that uh, America ended up blocking uh, just yesterday, you know, the VEB. Um, But there's an argument which is made which says, actually, Britain rather
3: likes Russian dirty money course it does. <laughs> I mean, you, you look at the number of properties in London which have been put, bought up by, by uh, very, very affluent Russians, almost, well, a large proportion of whom will be involved in criminality somewhere down the line.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and you can see that this is one of the problems of standing up to Putin now, that almost everything we do when it comes to financial sanctions and so on, hurts us probably more than it hurts the Russians. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to plead a special case here, mate, but i'm I've got to order some oil for this craft. <laughs> good gas. luck, good luck on the yeah, on the price I, though. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm going to go out begging. I mean the price of the stuff, yeah, and that's only going to get worse, and it's going to get worse the the gas prices are going to get worse. Uh, and of course, we have benefited. We have benefited massively uh, from uh, Moscow and the 10th. yeah, absolutely. England. And Medvedev
1: we, said just the other day, did he not? Um, you know the guy who used to flip flop around between being Prime minister and president and now does something else in the Council of Russia, but he's basically saying, well, you better get used to paying you know two thousand uh, euros for for what you used to pay one thousand euros for in Europe because that's what we're going to do we're just gonna stick the price of gas up so it's quite yeah. an interesting game. I still don't really see it turning into a proper
3: war though do you no I said no but but largely because of our spinelessness I mean there is a case we're saying we should do that we that we, that we i mean ugh. One of the things we could have done was send more troops to the Polish, Lithuanian and Estonian borders, um, uh, both American and British troops and and European troops, um, uh, to at least uh, give those countries a degree of feeling of security, because Putin's aim is to re-establish effectively the Soviet Union with instead of a a communist elite, a a kind of gangster elite Hmm. in its its, uh, prowl. and one suspects that Ukraine will not be last. I mean, he's already talked very clearly about how Ukraine shouldn't be a separate country at all. And, and there's some historic... Historically, you could argue that Russia shouldn't be a separate country because right. Russia began in Kiev. Right. You know, that's where Russia started. Right. Uh, there's an there's a, a argument for saying that, that, that Ukraine is Russia. Um, but if, if you were Latvian, you would be... Uh, very worried, and that the the same, the same kind of setup exists in particularly Latvia, um, where there are towns on the uh, Latvian-Russian border which are ethnic Russian, 75% ethnic Russian, yeah. and have in the past claimed about being discriminated against by the Latvian government, and that's exactly the sort of area where Putin could move into next. Mm.
1: Yes, it's a a, a very finely balanced situation. Rod, stay with us if you would. Uh, We'll hear more from uh, President Joe Biden, a little bit of Boris Johnson as well. We might talk a bit about the wokery in this country, of course, as well, because there's not only one story in town. uh, There's all sorts of stories in town, and we're going to do them all right here. I'm back. Uh, It is the Independent Republican, Mike Graham. Welcome to Talk Radio. This is why uh, you hear the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. This is Talk Radio. (laughs) Welcome back to the Independent Republican, Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio. Lots going on, of course. World War III imminent. No, I'm kidding. It's not actually imminent, okay? So uh, if there is any danger of that happening, we will, of course, tell you. In fact, we'll probably be the first to tell you because we're always the first to tell you almost everything. Don't forget, you can watch us now as well. We're on Apple TV, Rakuten, Samsung TV+, Roku, YouTube. Uh, Now we're on Amazon Fire as well. So there's no excuse not to be watching us. I've got a new tie and everything. Bought it in America, I want you to know. So thank you very much indeed for tuning back in. Uh, thank you to Kevin O'Sullivan, as I said, for holding the fort while I was away. I'm delighted to say uh, that we're now going to talk about something completely different uh, because, indeed, uh, we've, I've come back from the, the world of travel. Uh, I've got some stories for you. Cathy Adams is here as well, uh, Senior Content Editor at Times Travel. Cathy, Hello. very good morning.
4: Very good morning to you. Thank you very back. much.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Now, I was a bit worried about going because yes. I thought, you know, it's going to be a nightmare I can't believe all the rigmarole, the jumping through hoops that you have to do. But in fact, it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. And in fact, I've got a, um, a, a request from somebody called Paul who says, having just flown to America, can you update us on the actual flight hassles, restrictions, masks, et cetera, testing? As no one seems to know, booked for Vegas in November and wondering whether the hassle will, will be simply too much. I would imagine by November it might even be a very different story. But what I Completed. can tell you, Paul, is that I had to do it. It's 24 hours before you fly and you have to do the test. So we had to actually do the tests at the airport Mm. which is slightly nerve-wracking on the basis that you don't know whether you're going until you know the result gets emailed to you so that's a bit stressful um because there was four of us but once we actually got to the airport mask wearing was not a big deal in the airport mask wearing they want you to do on the plane but again they're not that bothered once you're Mm. sitting down um and so that was relatively easy And, and immigration actually which I thought might be terrible was quicker than it's ever been.
4: Oh, so pleased so, to hear that. <laughs> so, you know,
1: that was Kennedy for you. So so um, I mean, what's your understanding of what happens after tomorrow? Does do things change completely?
4: I mean, things are definitely, definitely loosening up and it's so heartening to see because we really have had, you know, over the past eighteen months, gosh, two years now, you know, mm. more I would say more policy flip flops on a store because it's just being kind of in, out, in, out. Yeah. Things I think you know, really, tourist boards, destinations, travel companies are realizing that people just don't want to jump through all of these hoops. Right. You know, and especially when you're on the ground as well. I mean, it's all very well testing before you go, but then when you're on the ground, you know, I mean, wearing a mask yeah. outside. I went to Dubai a few weeks ago, right. and we we had to wear masks outside. And it's hot, and it's 25 degrees. I, was I mean, that's say, in February. Like, give it until you know summer.
1: I wonder what it's going to be like at the World Cup then in Qatar, because presumably they they have, have to have, that, have are, dropped are
4: it by then. I mean, it, it does seem like quite a bit of virtue signaling to me you know especially wearing masks out outside i mean yeah. it's kind of just common sense well, i just had it? a text
1: from somebody who said you missed it when when storm Eunice was on people walking around in the storms 100 mile an hour winds with masks on you're kind of going <laughs>
4: it's just nuts i'm not sure
1: you might get hit by a falling piece of masonry which won't the mask won't stop that
4: I don't think COVID's gonna be blowing from one person to another. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I think people are definitely realising that actually their conditions on the ground, yeah. you know, are also really, really important. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the UK has moved away from all testing for fully vaccinated right. travellers. Thank heavens. I mean, it must have been so great for you to come back to America and you didn't have to do a test when you got
1: back. Well, also a lot cheaper because, I mean, there were situations where, you you know, when there's four of you, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me as well about the unvaccinated. I mean, some countries have now said, I think Norway's one of them, that they don't care whether you're vaccinated or not. You can go. right? And presumably that will happen more and more.
4: Yes. Israel announced, um, I think it was a few days ago, that from March, vaccinated and unvaccinated travelers can enter but just with a pcr test i believe three days before right. and then i think a pcr test when you get there which you know is is a sensible move because it does kind of you know dramatically narrow the number mm. of people that are going to have covid when right. they come in i think now we're moving towards that stage where the level of vaccination worldwide you know obviously we are still moving towards you know western nations having higher levels yeah. of vaccination you know fourth jabs are on the horizon here but the the level worldwide of vaccination is quite high. Covid as a risk generally seems to be, it's much lower. I don't think there's know, any
1: harm in saying that. Yeah, I mean the fact is that you know whether or not with, you're with vaccinated, Omicron. you know it is not as dangerous as it was. And I think yeah. you know long may that continue. And I'm sure I'm yeah. sure that will have an effect because I, I see a lot more people now popping off to France for you know skiing trips and lots yeah. of people now yeah. thinking about travelling. We've just had half term. Um, For most people anyway, which is why we went because we were supposed to go at Christmas, but didn't go because they put in the pre-departure test to come back. And presumably in America, they might well drop the requirement for any kind of test anyway.
4: Hopefully. I mean, hopefully that is what countries are moving towards. I think from March the 1st now, all EU countries, it's recommended that all EU countries drop their pre-testing rules. I mean, clearly, you know, some countries are always going to say, well, we we want people to test before they come but I think on the whole if you've been vaccinated you know Covid generally seems to be kind of moving away from being such a risky Mm. disease Um, then yeah it it sort of seems like a sensible move and it, it is really sort of saying to, to tourists, we're open, yes. we, we want to well, welcome the, you. Yeah, and it's so say, important that you bring in, your money the and you come and industry. spend it. Yeah, the travel industry yeah.
1: itself. And I heard of a statistic, I think, this morning, uh, that Heathrow had its quietest year last year since the 1970s.
4: It's completely crazy. Which is mad, isn't it? But then on the other hand, um, there was another release I saw this morning that says Dubai, you know, is essentially kind of ramping back up to mm. pre-pandemic um, levels because right. people are now, you know, Australia open on Monday, yeah. New Zealand's going to open. Gosh, July, I believe. Yeah, I
1: won't be going there, thanks.
4: <laughs> I mean, it is a bit far. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
4: you know, Asian countries now really I'm not are going like all that way to be
1: told not to talk to anybody, you know, <laughs> by Jacinda Ardern. But, you know, a lot of people have to go to those places via Dubai, I guess.
4: Exactly. So. And, you know, Dubai always traded on being kind of such a massive hub. Mm. Um, and, you know, it stayed open through through the pandemic. Yeah. And But their airport clearly, like, really, really struggled. And I don't think any other region of the world kind yeah. of struggled from being such a transit hub. Sure. Um. But, yeah, my, my hope is that by this summer, things are looking much much easier mm. you know already as i just said the uk's got rid of all testing people are generally thinking okay how can we make this easier yeah. for travelers we want to get people back like we want right. to get people spending Also, you
1: need to get people back into britain who have not been coming into exactly to, to, to exactly us. yeah because... well, i mean
4: we've got some amazing things to see i mean yeah. you know we're looking out of the window now gorgeous day in london it's still quite quite cold but yeah there, there's so much going on mm. in britain for this year there I is think Although, we're
1: going to finish up with a bit of a downer, I suppose. these (laughs) storms that we've been having. Oh,
4: I know. (laughs) I mean, there
1: seems to be floods all over Shropshire. I don't know what that's like and whether that's causing problems for people travelling north or south or So,
4: it it seems to be, at the moment, that things are slowly getting back to normal. I mean, you know, we've had, what, three storms in a week and that has obviously impacted on Friday. You know, everybody went crazy looking at um, planes landing into Heathrow um, and trains on Monday, Tuesday, you know, even kind of north of London Mm. were just completely covered. Off, um, and it's really simple things as well, you know. It's like train lines going down, trampolines blowing away. Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't take a lot to kind of really disable mm. Britain's <laughs> rail network, unfortunately. No. And it will take a long time well, to think, be fair. To get back I mean, it Norble. was easily
1: disabled before they got these kind of well, exactly. We're not
4: very good at dealing with extreme weather, are no. we?
1: I mean, I was saying that also ever since they've started naming these storms, they seem to have got worse. I don't know whether that's a coincidence. But I never think they've to always been anything. named.
4: No, they've always been named. I think when they get past a certain level. Really? I think so. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. I, just I mean, remember they all, there have, being they a, all have very a, sort of. No but, now,
1: names. no, but now we have this ridiculous thing where you know it's, it's boy, girl, boy, girl. I dare say that will change. It'll have to be a gender-free, neutral. can comment at some point. I'm not asking <laughs> to get into that. Obviously, far too dangerous. Uh, Kathy, thank you very much indeed. Cathy Kathy thank Adams, uh, senior content editor at Times Travel. Give yourself a free plug. What do you got coming up in Times Travel?
4: Oh well, thanks so much for asking. Um, so we're looking at Winter Sun at the moment. Okay. We know that everybody wants to be going to the Maldives, Mauritius. Equally, people are obsessed with Spain, Greece. Mm. So if you want to know where to book your villa for this summer, do log on to thetimes.co.uk forward slash
1: travel. There you go. We'll see you again soon. Thank Thank you very much indeed. This is Talk Radio, the home of common sense and of course, some very important information. Uh, Coming up next, we'll take some calls. This is Talk Radio.
5: Fast talk, street
0: talk, talk radio, fighting the good fight with all his might, providing a welcome dose of common sense for the common people.
3: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on talk radio. Good
1: morning. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on this auspicious day. That's right. I'm back. The world has returned to some form of normality. Uh, and of course, the independent republic uh, continues to go from strength to strength. So thank you to all of you who listened and watched while I was away. But now that we're back, we're going to fight on. Uh, we're going to press forward and we are going to win once again all sorts of victories over the course of time. After all, who knew when I went away that when I came back, COVID would be a thing of the past. As of tomorrow, all restrictions are going to be lifted. The only thing that you're going to have to still do, apparently, uh, is occasionally fill out uh, some kind of transparency transport locator form passenger locator form uh, when you return from being abroad but no more testing i think that's a good thing Uh, no more free testing i think that's also a good thing if you want to wear a mask wear one deborah meaden thinks that she should keep wearing one until the very time uh, that somehow she learns scientifically that there is proof it doesn't do any good Well, what about if there isn't scientific proof that it does do any good? I mean, it seems a very bizarre option to take. Luckily, this afternoon we'll be filming Plank of the Week uh, with Jeremy Kyle and Emily Carver. I'm sure her name may come up. Coming up in this hour, though, Tonya Buxton is here. She, of course, has got plenty to say about the ending of all COVID restrictions. She's also got something to say about a new possibility in the Department of Education in which children who don't get maths or English GCSEs will not actually be eligible for student loans. Now, the reason for that is quite a good one. In my view, what they're trying to do is stop people going to college who aren't really very good at it and who end up taking loans out and never paying them back it costs billions and billions of pounds to the exchequer so why on earth do it why encourage half of the population uh, under the age of 20 to go to college when less than half of them are going to actually get a good outcome from it teach them how to be a plumber teach them how to be a scientist without actually having to go into a laboratory teach them how to do all sorts of things why not it makes sense doesn't it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the number if you're stuck in a storm if you're damaged by floods we want to talk about that as well because if you have any trouble claiming on your insurance we're going to be addressing that coming up a little bit later on craig mckinley mp is going to be here as well you'll listening to me mike graham right here on the fastest growing radio station on the planet it is of course it's Radio. The Independent Republic of
3: Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
1: Tonya Buxton is here. She's going to be here very shortly to talk to us. But before we do that, let's have a listen uh, to Boris Johnson, what he said yesterday. Partly of uh, the reason for doing this is because I need to hear it because, of course, I was in transit. Let's have a listen.
3: President Putin has now violated Ukrainian uh, sovereignty. He's sent troops in. Uh, He's broken international law. He's repudiated the Minsk agreements and... uh, torn up the the, the understanding it uh, from budapest in 1994 that uh, uh, ukraine's uh, territorial integrity uh, would be respected you know he's completely torn up uh international
1: law completely torn up international law says boris johnson but you know what I don't think we should be getting quite as uh, worked up about Ukraine as we currently are. I mean, all sorts of uh, diagrams in the Daily Mail about pincer movements and kind of, you know, tank movements and all of that. And lots of what is going on uh, is, of course, worrying if you if you live and work in Ukraine and if you're worried about a Russian invasion. But, you know, is it really what we should be worrying about here in this country? Tonya Buxton is here. Welcome back. Very good morning. Good morning. morning. That's oh, a nice Russian. So yes.
5: lovely to see you Lovely again, to young see young you mayor. too.
1: Yes, thank you very much indeed. I feel rested. I feel kind of recuperated, rejuvenated. So my, my family's Saw my son, saw my mother. It was great, absolutely wonderful. You Highly recommended.
5: Look, you look very well. Thank so you. That's, that's what we needed you to be rested, ready for the fight. Yeah, absolutely. As you were saying, this whole Ukraine thing, I just can't talk about anymore. I don't understand why we're not talking about candor every single day. If you ask well, me, right. that's the thing that's worrying me more. That's going on in the world at yeah. the moment. Some of the free worlds becoming. Well, you a- mean a
1: member of NATO, uh, you know, sort of threatening to lock people up, take their money out of their uh, bank accounts, and, yep. and basically beating them up because uh, they want to travel.
5: Yeah, because they want to travel or they don't want to do as he wants or yeah. they don't want to put a medication into the, into the system that they don't feel they need right. unbelievable, unbelievable mm. so here we are talking about Ukraine but he Canada is a member of NATO, why are we not standing up and telling him what to do? Yeah
1: I know, it's interesting, I mean Boris Johnson obviously uh, at the moment is still in that mode where as I said earlier he's jumping from sort of stone mm. to stone in the middle of a river which is raging with a torrent around him and every yeah. time <laughs> the stone looks like it's going to get covered he jumps to another one, yeah. um, all of which is to generally avoid falling in the water and having to you know deal with things that that he doesn't want to deal with but that's fine you know i mean the whole point of the uh, politics i suppose it is um but it's unfortunate when it becomes this high level politics because putin's not messing around and i mean you know you you might not like him he's not a very pleasant individual but i i sort of tend to go along with uh, what rod little said that you know we could have embraced russia we could have brought them into nato we could have been their friend and now they're our enemy as a result. And because actually the real enemy is China, yeah. then, you know,
5: why didn't we do that instead of pushing him into the mm. arms of China? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on.
4: Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
5: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
5: But, you know, this is, I'm not a political person. I'm Mm. having to to learn about what's going on with this at the moment because, again, I'm going to take it straight back to Canada again. Canada is part of the free world. And I was talking to a mum at... uh, in the supermarket, as you do the other day. And I said to her, isn't it awful what's going on in Canada? And she said, oh, what's going on in Canada? Really? And I thought, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she knew, she, she had everything on when it came to Ukraine and Russia. She knew about yeah, it, yeah. but nothing about Canada. Because, you know, there's almost been like a news blackout mm. on it. So I think it's really important that we we really highlight it. Yes. Especially here. Absolutely. Home of common sense. The home of common sense. Well, we do We do
1: absolutely do that. Let us also highlight tomorrow being the day of all days, which is, I've got to tell you a funny story, though. Um, came back on the plane. And I have to say, I was dreading the travel mm. and the, the whole business of mask wearing and all of that. But it really wasn't that bad. It was quite relaxed. Oh, in fact. Good. Um, but as we got off this pl- flight, there was a woman who had been sitting across the aisle from me. It was quite an empty place. You could have sat anywhere else if she'd wanted to. Um, and she pointed accusatorily at us, the four of us, um, my two kids, their mother and myself, and said to the stewardess, that family didn't wear masks all the way through the trip.
5: Now she decides to say yeah. as well. Go and it's away, like, you silly old... What, you... what is wrong she with you? She was young, though. But, you know, but, that's what, but, but it's
1: like... So what do you think? When you took your... I, I felt like saying to her, you when know... When you took yours, off to, you took yours drink... off to eat When you took yours off to eat, did you give me COVID? Yeah.
5: Did you? Did you? It's a a mentalness. It is COVID anxiety syndrome, which we know is a thing. But why are you
1: flying if you feel like that?
5: Exactly. I really do feel that those people that want to stay in these restrictions, want to carry on wearing masks, want to do that, they must do it. But do it to yourselves and keep it to yourselves. Do not lay it on us. Mm. Sane minded people who want to get back to the old normal. It's really, really important we get back to the old normal. And
1: I was doing um, a bit of a, as you can imagine, Twitter um, sort of spanking going on with lots of people (laughs) who took exception to me having a go at one of these independent sage people who turns out is a mathematician. I don't know if you saw my tweet. She's a mathematician. She's not a scientist who studies medicine. She knows nothing about government policy. And yet she did this whole thread on why we should not be thinking about having the old normal back. And the new normal must exist. And we must continue to wear masks and do all sorts of things to take precautions. Get lost.
5: Absolutely. I mean, just step- sorry. Th- these people have been given a spotlight. They've yeah. been given a limelight and it's gone to their heads. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, most of them are in dark offices, you know, tapping away at computers. No one speaks to them or wants to socialise them or hear them, right. actually. And for but some Why would you listen to mathematicians re- about public health? But that's the thing. Why are these people given a platform to advise us on pl- public health? Why are not the people that we know understand this, like Sin- Sinitra Gupta, Carl Hennigan, yeah. Michael Yeedon, all these brilliant people who? Yeah. who completely understand viruses and the way they behave, why Mm. were they not given a platform? Mm. Why were all these social behavioural psychologists, mathematicians, all these Mm. people telling us what to do and how to live our lives? And we know it's been to our detriment. Well,
1: because you know what? If you track it back, and we will be doing this over the course of time, the whole reason for them doing that was to follow a model which said that if people behave in this way, then COVID won't spread. But of course, the original assumption was wrong. So in in order to do all those things to reach the end point... Well, the end point didn't actually make any difference. No, because It didn't no. stop the spread anyway.
5: No, and also we know that we had decades of pandemic response research and not one of them ever said lockdown because no. they knew that lockdowns will do greater harms. Mm-hmm. And, and the harms that lockdown has done are constantly coming in. They're reeling in the money spent, the people suffering, the mental health, the trauma that we've all gone through yeah. because of lockdown, right. not because of COVID. No, exactly. And our government and the free world governments, they did that to us mm. and they have to be... They have to answer to us now, and we must understand that it must never happen again. Yeah,
1: absolutely right. So, as far as tomorrow goes, um, it's all over, isn't it? It, it,
5: isn't it? Been, it has been around my house for a long well, time. I know? mean, I <laughs> must admit, I mean, I wasn't
1: exactly um, emerging from my shell like existence exactly. um, for quite some time. But yeah, I mean, you know, when I left, people were still talking about it, but I come back and nobody's really saying anything yeah, about it, you know? It's Apart from the, ma- the mask wearing, you wouldn't know anything was wrong.
5: No, and, and, and the mask wearing. It just still astounds me. So I, 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 you know, like I said, I've got two two camps on that. One, the people I feel really sorry for. They've been so frightened out of their wits mm. that they, I don't think they'll ever live a full life again. No, you know that that all that money the government spent on frightening people with those horrible posters, those horrible yeah. adverts. These some people will never recover. They mm. will never become. People that live a full life again. Right. I feel very, very sorry for them. And then there is the other side, and they are the people that just cannot bear to be wrong. Mm. They cannot bear it. They can't bear to be wrong. They'd rather believe a lie mm. and be seen as right than accept that they were wrong. Yeah. And those people, I have no sympathy. My for. mother,
1: right, 97 years of age, who lives in fine she looks fall. amazing. She by the way, actually looks, my you know God. she actually looks better than the last time I saw. Because the last time I saw her, she'd had a fall and she'd been in hospital and so she was a bit thin Mm. um, and a little bit kind of when I when I cuddled her she didn't feel like herself you know but now she's back and boy is she feisty she was going on about these idiots who have been you know telling us all that it's all we're all gonna die she's like I haven't had it you know she's had her injections because she would because she's 97 you know But she's like, we're out going out. Where are we going today? You know, where are we going out to? we restaurants, you know, going out shopping? But
5: isn't that what living's about? I mean, especially someone who's 97 years old, living. Otherwise, what is the point of it? I don't want to live half a life. I want to live a full life. Well,
1: somebody said the other day, and I think it was on this very radio station, you know, living is not just existing.
5: Exactly. It's
1: about holding people. I mean, I can't tell you, and you know this anyway, because you had your own um, tragic uh, loss when, when the pandemic was on. Just hugging your loved ones, you know? My son, who's 27 lives in California, and is doing a really cool job, by the way, which I'll tell you about later. And my mother, you know, just meant so much to do that. Of course it does. And to not be able to do it for such a long time. And now we're reading this morning that, you know, some people are up in arms because it's not going to be free testing anymore for people going into care homes. Well, surely you can pay for a test if that's what you want to do. You know, the money is not a bottomless pit, It's not a
5: bottomless pit. And the obscenity of the worried well... Uh, shoving these things up their kids' nose twice a twice a week oh, I mean, the kids no. to go to school well, we and stuff like that. that. Oh, of course we wasn't doing anything like that. I, I, I get offended every time I get an email telling me to do it. I don't R- reply saying, How dare you send me this right. email? By the way, um, the
1: school and some of the schools, uh, the way that they've responded has been ridiculous. Yeah, you know? it's just
5: highlighted that, that many, many of the teachers' unions do not care about children no. at all, of course they not. care about some leftist agenda. Yeah. and it's really worrying that these are the people that are, are teaching our children. Yeah, it worries me. Well, very do you know much. what?
1: I was thinking this morning because we've been talking, we'll talk in a minute about the um, um this proposal yes. that you won't get a student loan, yeah. if you haven't passed your exams, and I was listening to to somebody talking about how nowadays 50% of school kids go to further education and higher education it's too big, it's too many and loads of them don't do well loads of them don't get a job in which they get enough money to repay their actual loan and so we're missing billions of pounds from the Exchequer as a result and I think it's actually quite a good thing
5: I think it's... And also, I think it's really unfulfilling for these students that have been... We know it was New Labour and the coalition government. Yeah. They decided that everybody should go to university. But you know why?
1: Because they wanted to turn it into a business. Yeah. Because education is now a business. It's and a went, business. And they went, you can charge up to £9,000 a year. Well, guess what? They all went, OK, we're going to charge £9,000 a year. And then expanded yeah. in a
5: way that, that c- couldn't possibly educate people properly. No.
1: And so now, uh, we're left with... Um, and this is why I think something's gone wrong, because what's happened is all the people who are now in charge of things have all been to university so they've all been indoctrinated with this mm. kind of wokist rubbish and this yeah. nonsense that this is how we should all be living
5: but the worst thing about it is that when they did this and they kind of you know pushed everybody to get educated and and you're not it was it was almost like you were you were a lesser if you didn't go to yeah. university um, so it took away the fact that if you went to university to study certain things then then you were slightly different it just yeah. all became the same mush I mean when no I went to university a very long time it.
1: ago right it was for a very small proportion of the of the young i think it was Likewise. 5% of the yeah. population right yeah. i didn't actually finish my degree because i fancied going into newspapers and that's what i did but in nowadays if you didn't have a deg- if you don't have a degree you can't get into newspapers
5: you can't do anything now can't and, do that, anything. and that's the big mistake yeah. because what happened to people having instinct what happened to that and also the kind of apprenticeship system got watered down down you know so people weren't given um respect for being plumbers and for being right. electricians and things like that mm. that apprenticeship system that's where we need money put into yes. to get, get more people who work brilliantly with their mm. hands or who are instinctive and that's we know a lot of people that have done phenomenally well in business and in life yeah. who don't have a gcse to their name no, of course not. but taking it back though i don't think anyone should leave school without an english and Maths gcse and yeah. that we that where we have to well, shine a spotlight. The teachers, no? That's a spotlight on the schools yeah. to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm. But I don't think it should be the government's place to say you can't have a student loan. Mind together. you, have you seen what that, that
1: mean? GCSEs lately? Have you seen what they do? Yes. Because I've seen, you know, my sons, and I'm going. No, nope, lost me about yeah. several several years ago. Before all that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I, I really struggle to get my seat in maths at I mean, but, you know, level. all these
1: <laughs> equations with brackets and, you know, yeah. Vs and things, I'm kind of going, nope, <clears throat> I have no idea. Anyway, Tony, stay where you are. Uh, We're going to stop for a moment. Uh, we are back. It is the Independent Republic of Mike Grave. It is Talk Radio. You don't want to go anywhere else. Talk Radio. Radio where you can let
3: off some steam. Reason. re
1: engineer. We think what you think.
3: Smart speaker. Smart TV. Deadly accurate debate. Talk first. Talk fast.
0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. The world uh, has been restored. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I've got a big head or anything, but it's nice to be back, isn't it? Nice to be back talking common sense, finding out what's been going on. You've got to tell me what's been going on, of course, because I've been away. I haven't exactly been uh, in a news blackout, but I've been in America where, of course, they only report on what's happening in America because that's all they know about. They can't actually tell you what's happening anywhere else because they don't care. And that's what people don't get. But they also don't like Joe Biden very much either. Uh, they can't believe they, even those who voted for him can't believe it. Tony Buxton is here. Um, fascinating as well to be in a place like America. Because again, for me, I haven't been abroad, you know, for nearly three years. Yeah. You know, last time I was, was away was Portugal, I think, 2019 um, in, in the summer. So, And I'm such an america file, I suppose mm. you would call it, because I've got family there. I lived there for 10 years. You know, I love the place. It's like a second home to me. And um, it was just nice to be somewhere else. Did you still love it, though? Well, the the part I was in, yes. I didn't go to Manhattan because I didn't want to go to New York City, which has become a bit woke and has become very anti um, sort of anyone who doesn't take the vaccine. Anti-human. Anti-human, yeah. Although de Blasio is gone now. They've got a new mayor Mm. who's an ex-police officer. So he's kind of a little bit more, I think, in tune with, with what. But the trouble is, like a bit like parts of London, lots of people have moved away right and de Blasio actually came out and said things like we don't want rich people in new york and it's like well how do you think you fund it yeah you know um and new york has become a very dangerous city at the moment there's a lot of shooting going
5: there's four back there's
1: four people being shot every single day now when i lived there it wasn't as bad as that Unbelievable. um the crime is terrible um you know the living standards have dropped because an awful lot, an awful lot of the wealthier people during lockdown just moved out And in fact, moved to the part of the country where my sister lives in Connecticut, which is a couple of hours north. Very nice. Very leafy. You you get your own boat and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, it was very good there because it was a relatively well off part of the world. um, And people were pretty relaxed about everything. You know, restaurants were all, you know, rammed with people full. You know, there was no problem at all. Um, Parts of of the country are different, obviously. But, you know, it was just refreshing to, to get a different take on things. You know? yeah, the one absolutely. thing about the Americans, no matter how much you like or dislike them, they're very positive kind of people. They look yeah. forward to They don't sit around complaining about stuff and not doing anything about it.
5: Yes, not, you know? not a British attitude Not at all.
1: <laughs> However, they do have um, some interesting things going on. Let's talk a little bit about this story about uh, innocent drinks. Yes. Because this is a... Bugbear so, of yours.
5: It really is. So, um, I, I mean, I had issues with innocent smoothies from the beginning right. because they came across as this, you know, lovely, you know, we're, we're doing everything right. We're not adding sugar to our drinks and it's all good for you and it's great, um, Firstly, let's, I'm going to uh, firstly talk about what's happened to them now and then talk about my bugbear with smoothies and juices. So Innocent Drinks have been uh, guilty of greenwashing. Mm. So their ad has been taken down because they had this kind of cartoon ad that was kind of giving the impression that they were greener than they were. But actually they still use, a lot of their stuff is still single-use plastics. For me, they should be, single-use plastics should just go. Mm. I mean, then that's one of the things that during COVID, with all the masks and the tests and the, all of that stuff, all of that plastic that's been polluting it, us environmentally, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Just before that happened, we, we got rid of single-use straws. Right. And then we got all these tests in. I know. And masks in. It's and like, nobody th- said anything. Nobody said anything. Once you said anything about it, you were a COVID idiot, which is, I'm taking it as my title now. Yes. Um, Although I've um, never heard that COVID phrase idiot. for a while. Yes. No, it has, it's, it's not. Got, it's sort
1: of it, gone away, hasn't it? It's kind of
5: gone away. Well, yeah. it's just kind of gone away because everything you and I said has turned out to be yeah. true. Turns so so out so. the
1: COVID idiots were the other lot. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. the ones that thought it was a real problem.
5: They were the COVID mm. idiots. But when it, so it comes back to this, so they were given the impression that they were much greener as a company than that they were pretending yes. to be. And so their advert got banned. Right. And rightly so.
1: Yes. But of course, all the people who buy into what they do think they're doing it for a good reason, because mm-hmm. they believe the propaganda. I can't believe how stupid people are, people but they are go, so just because somebody says they're green, it doesn't make them green. No.
5: Absolutely, and just because somebody, something's got "healthy" written on it, doesn't make it healthy.
1: Also, the other thing that people don't know about Innocent is that they got bought over by Coca-Cola right some years back. Ta-da! So you kind of go, mm. <laughs> "Okay." Do you remember when they made that water? Coca-Cola tried to make that water, yes. which ended up getting kicked out as yeah, well because it, it was meant to be proper water, but it wasn't. They were putting something into it. Yeah. And I don't know why they do that. Why would you put anything into water and pretend you weren't putting something into it?
5: Because they just want you to get addicted to things. What was it called? Asani it's, it's, or something like it, that? Aspartame, a wasn't it? I'm not sure. Something like um, that. Anyway, they, um, but the, th- the reality is, is that these, these big companies... Like Coca-Cola, are really quite sinister, and you step away from them. But I just well, wanna... I mean, I don't think
1: about sinister, but they're certainly commercially based. Uh, they're, well, not thinking, know, they're, they're not thinking. They're pretending to be
5: really loving that's and kind I mean. and wonderful, yeah. and they're not. So right. I mean, when you're they're making low... Christmas, so ads. thank you. So when you're doing something like that, I find it because it's not honest. I find it sinister. Okay. That, that's the way I, that right. I kind of feel about it. I, right. I don't like the creep. Mm. I like straight talking, and I like honesty, yes. which is sorely lacking in society Good luck finding today. Finding out
1: on the Dow Jones. Uh,
5: thank you. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> but going back to these drinks um, we, we must bear in mind that because I know that I speak to lots of mums we're all struggling now we've got obesity a, a huge obesity crisis in Britain um, and we want our children to be healthy and I see a lot of mums giving their kids um, smoothies mm. and squashes because they're thinking oh well at least they've got some vitamins and their minerals right. in them but you know just don't do it. Please don't do it because they're just give full of sugar. Give them water and give them the whole fruit yeah. because there's, there's two main reasons why you shouldn't be drinking juices or having smoothies and things like that. Right. The first one is is often when you turn when you kind of mush up a fruit and liquefy it, mm. it's it's the sugar in it is fructose and fructose sugar, unlike glucose sugar, doesn't get metabolised by the whole of the body. It gets metabolised by your liver and right. that can cause quite a lot of problems. Okay. So you don't want to be drinking you know just this fructose just in juice, its pure yeah. f- form and secondly well. if you look at a smoothie bottle about you know a kind of i don't know 250 milliliters mm. smoothie bottle and see how much fruit it's got in it if you're eating the whole fruit you won't be able to consume so much right. so it makes you consume more right. without getting the fiber and without getting everything else that's with it so my advice is if you if you do want to give your kids um, fruit juices or smoothies water them down substantially
3: yes
5: or give them the fruit and a glass of water
1: Mm. it's much better for them absolutely right just getting some information here from the team dasani water is what it was called coca-cola uses water from local municipal water supplies filters it using the process of reverse osmosis (laughs) it's already (laughs) sounding crap is it and adds trace amounts of minerals including magnesium sulfate potassium chloride and sodium chloride salt
5: so can I just so say So they're
1: selling you literally water with salt in it. So
5: water with salt huh? in it. But this is what this is what bad uh, bad food does to you. Why would you buy that? You. They take something and they strip it. They take something strip it of all its goodness and so you've got it and then they fortify it. Right. If anything has fortified written on it, steer clear right. of it. Don't touch it. Okay. Go and get it in its natural form. Don't get it fortified. Yeah. Get it in its natural there form. There you
1: go. Drink water. Um, water is best. There's actually a um, there's a water fountain in Bath, just outside the Abbey, which mm-hmm. has a has, has been written on it water is best. It is? And it is. You don't need to put salt. Why would you put salt in it? i oh, would you go have a glass of water with salt? Can you Imagine going to a restaurant and going, can I have some water? Put some salt put in some it. Put some salt please. in it. Thank you very much. Tonya, great to see you. We're out of time already. Oh, no. I don't imagine how that happens. Anyway, (laughs) uh, lots more to do. Uh, Many more of you to talk to. Keep your calls coming. If you are stuck somewhere and you haven't got any water, let us know. Uh, If you're stuck with too much water, i.e. it's up to your ankles or up to your waist because there's a flood, let us know about that as well. This is Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike
0: Graham. On Talk Radio. Listen on DAB+. Watch it live on your smart TV. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. The greatest entrance ever made has just been made uh, here at Talk Radio on the home of Common Sense. And I cannot believe that you are here. LaDonna Harvey from San Diego. Indeed. From K-O-G-O.
6: Yes, I landed in Storm Eunice and managed to actually get back on the ground. Wow. It was
1: great. Absolutely fantastic. Apparently,
6: I landed a couple of times. Well, I was going to
1: say, a lot of people landed and then took off again and then came back a couple of days later. So we
6: landed, but we bounced a bit.
1: Right. Yeah. So tell me. How is it that I got to New York only to discover that you were here? And I'm going, she's like, oh, do you fancy lunch? I'm like, I'm in America. You didn't tell me you were coming.
6: Well, I thought I told everybody, but I d- apparently I didn't tell
1: the
2: important you, people. you
6: or Ian Collins. Right. Neither, neither one of you knew so I was coming. So what are you doing
1: here? I mean, that's not a, a provocative question. What are <laughs> you doing here?
6: Ruining everybody's life. Excellent. If, if possible. Well, we have
1: a government for that, you know? Yeah, but
6: I'm just, hi, I'm LaDonna. I'm here to help.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. So what have you been doing? What have you been seeing? How have you oh. been going? I mean, it's been a bit stormy.
6: It's been I mean, a, a I came back, bit. I
1: came back yesterday uh, to discover that Sussex, uh, where I spend my weekends, has been pretty much ravaged by storm Eunice. And all the really? trees are down. And off the roads, you can barely get to the house. All the roads were closed.
6: Oh, you're kidding! Yeah, well, it's been we really had bad. we had trouble. Um, my partner Jonathan was coming to Heathrow to pick me up. Right. Uh, you know, pick me up, and the tubes apparently. This is somebody stopped. that you already know. I take yes. it,
1: not just somebody you've met <laughs> online.
6: No, it's just thank you God know, for that. I just picked up a stranger, <laughs> said, "Hey, why don't you pick me up at Heathrow?" Listen, there was go- a
1: time when you'd get on a flight and you'd leave the flight with somebody that was on the flight. There was a time.
6: There was? Yeah. Why before... didn't that ever happen to me?
1: Well, well I'm not going to say, but because I nice. wasn't on the There's same something... flight or something. Anyway, Is but... Is
6: something wrong with me? No,
1: no, not at all. <laughs> so, what have, so what have you been doing? Tell me. Have you been doing the tourist thing?
6: Doing a little bit of the tourist thing. Stayed in uh, Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Uh, we're on our way back to Croydon. Okay. Uh We're, we're going to, you know, goof off and eat at various restaurants in Croydon. ate at Hyde last night, which nice. was
1: unbelievable. Yes. Because, I mean, one of the things we rave about here is not just getting everything back to normal, but getting tourism back to normal. And, and hotels right. and and the people I know that work in hotels in central London say they're pretty empty still. There's not 20 percent occupancy. So
6: it doesn't seem like, well, at least in Piccadilly Circus, there were tourists. It wasn't as bad as it's been, you know, when I've been there where you can hardly move. Yes. On the sidewalks, yes. Uh, I mean, but i don't It was, miss it was that touristy. Yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of American. Why is there American candy shops on? Why are there American candy shops? You know, shops I don't know. Corner?
1: I'll tell you why I don't know. One of the reasons I don't know is I hardly ever go to that part of London. I, mean, okay. I just don't really go to that, you know, Leicester Square kind of Regent Street area because it's sort of where it's the a, tourists go.
6: Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I mean, exactly. I still go to
1: Covent Garden a bit, but um, which is off to the side. Yeah. And I actually, funnily enough. Um, Last time I went to Chinatown, where I used to go a lot. Um, I got sick the next day. I'd been for lunch with a friend of mine in the Ivy Club, which is very posh. Nowhere near, not that far from Chinatown. I walked back through Chinatown and then I was really ill. This was in January of 2020. Um, and so I decided I'm never going back there for a while. Um, So I haven't been to that part of town really very much. It's you know
6: it's lovely. There's a wonderful tea shop there that I went and you know bought all my friends because that's what you do in London is you buy tea for your friends,
0: of course. So that's what I've done.
6: Yeah. Uh, no, I have not been to Fortnum & Mason's. You should
1: go to Fortnum and & Mason's and buy tea there. Which really? Which is really amazing. Yeah, this Or you should even have tea there.
6: TWG or something like that. Big, huge, okay.
1: huge tea right. store. Okay. So Apparently that's it's nice. It's from everywhere. So yeah. so, so, let me tell you about my time in, in America. I was in Connecticut. I didn't go really to New York because it didn't feel like I should. Really? No, because it was kind of, I mean, even though my sister had told me they were lifting restrictions, I still wasn't that comfortable with going to my former kind of second favorite place in the world. Right. When it wasn't quite what i wanted it to be and i'm told it's quite violent at the moment there's like four people getting shot every day Um, you know
6: a lot of cities have changed yeah they really have and not for the better no
1: my i saw my son from um long beach california who flew into connecticut to see me so that was good and he's working for this really cool company where they transform um old sort of classic cars into electric cars and they're so expensive of course and even he who's a proponent of electric cars is like you know we're not ready for giving these to everyone a Big fan, no, we're big not. big fan of the corvette of course and i told him about well, you and um, you know
6: what tell him i have a 68 chevy nova that
1: really he would love that he loves old cars yeah but it's they, a they literally six, the only, three on the tree there you go so the, you
6: shift the gears okay. on the
1: well, he's, he's doing up like old Ford Broncos and old Land Rover Defenders. Wow. And re, they resell them for about $300,000. So the only people Oof. that come in for, to to buy them are like sports stars and, and Hollywood, Hollywood actors. Hollywood, right. But, and, that's, and that's where they're, and, and they're I think their factory or their workspace is right by SpaceX.
6: Oh, so yeah, so they're right the cheap in that, part of town. Yeah,
1: they're right in that sort of area. So. Right, but I did meet an awful lot of people that voted for Joe Biden, who were friends of my sisters, and they were all going, "We can't believe how bad he is."
6: I, you know, I think after the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, I was, I was. I was very, very hinky on the whole mm. thing. It's, you know, I don't like any politician particularly. No. Um, I'm just not in love with anybody no. in politics. I believe that they're lying and I just have to figure out what they're lying yeah, about. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that's Most a of the time sensible place to be. <laughs> exactly. Prove to me that you're not slippery, slimy. Exactly. You know, double so- dealing.
6: You know, between that and the handling of COVID and the, you know, enormous cost to the economy, yeah. um, it, you know, not just during lockdown when so many people lost their businesses, yeah. their homes, their futures, their, right. you know, they, and lives. And obviously. they're not getting
1: some of those things back.
6: They're not getting those things back. Um, and now we have this inflation that is just crushing. Mm. It's absolutely crushing. Um, yeah. And I don't know where the monetary policy has, you know, room to move mm. to make this OK right. and sort of ease people out of it. Government likes to think that it can make a very fast switch yeah. to something. And, you know, because we said it, that's going to happen. Well, You
1: can also see a lot of disappointed faces now in the world of politics sure. where they're going, "What we have to give these powers back. What you mean? We can't just keep them and like tell people what to do for it. Right. Other?
6: And, you know, it, anything that you give to government, they... They hold on to mm. They don't want to. And
1: I saw the, the California governor, I think, coming out and saying that we are now past the pandemic. It's now an endemic. Endemic. Which right. had everybody scrambling for their dictionaries. They were like, what's the difference? What's
6: well, exactly? Well, it's the end of it, sort of, kind of. Right. Maybe. Mm. Um, so maybe it doesn't look so bad when he has a party, goes to a party, uh, attends a very expensive dinner without his mask. Yes.
1: Or and a football I mean, game, But that is a weird thing as well, because a lot of people are still wearing masks here. A lot of people still wearing them uh, where I was in the States, but it wasn't in any way a mandate but there are some places where they still have the mandate strangely.
6: Right. Well, so the airport you have to wear the yeah. mask, you know, you wear them in a in a car which seems odd to me when you well, can like roll you down a, a window. Car, a taxi or yeah, taxis yeah. and Ubers right. and things like that. Um, you know, you have an abundance of caution for so many people and at this point I'm I'm like I've I don't know how I could be mm. more vaccinated. Yeah. I don't know if you could vaccinate me more. Right. I mean, you can try. Go yeah. ahead. I think and then tell, and then tell you, or, you that
1: it's actually going to run out anyway in a few months. So. Uh,
6: right. It's, you know, so we're still, you know, kind of in this nowhere, nowhere safe mode. Right. Yeah, and well, I'm, some I'm not people sure we'll get but and then
1: other that. people are just going. Well, it was always the same, and it was always a risk, and you can yeah. take that risk or not, up to you. But put a mask on doesn't make any difference. <sighs> I really don't think it I does. Really don't it, think it I think it, does. it
6: makes people feel better.
1: Yeah, well, I don't care how how they feel. To <laughs> I you know, I'm not interested. You know, I don't yeah. really even care how I feel.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure I you know, care how I feel. I'd either. rather
1: be having a relatively n- normal life. But right. I mean, the other thing that's interesting as well is that you know when I was in America and all the people I met were relatively politically minded. Right. Not really anyone that I spoke to was that worried about Ukraine. You know?
6: Which is shocking, uh considering, you know, if you talk to people who are our age or or a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit younger, but certainly older, um, you know, we grew up under the auspices of the Soviet nightmare. Right. Uh and living with the idea that at some point somebody could push a button and
1: and all you had to do is hide under the school desk, remember? Right. That was, that Strop be, down, yeah. Stop,
6: drop and cover or, you know, yeah. put your hands over your head. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really sure what that, that does
1: for radiation, but OK. But I think the experience of Afghanistan and other things that have happened, I guess, have kind of made people much less interested in international problems. And particularly in America, I think they don't want to be. Really, that like, involved in it? Do they?
6: Well, I don't think they do. There is an exhaustion over war and yeah. and police action or whatever it is that you happen to call it, right. wherever you happen to be. Mm. And we, I think most Americans are smart enough to know that we're fighting proxy wars yeah. most of the time, anyway. Right. It's either us against Iran, China, or Russia. Mm. Pick your favorite. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and I mean, there's favorite. no
1: appetite for troops anywhere, is there?
6: I don't think there is, and I and I think that we're also getting. A little tired of the of the manipulation of the gas and oil markets Mm. uh, by Russia, by the Saudis, etc. And you know, and we won't we won't drill in our country.
1: But you guys are relatively self sufficient now, aren't you? With the whole gas and oil thing. No. 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 We hate we hate oil drilling.
6: It's bad.
1: Yeah, no. Well, yeah, no, but you might hate it, but I mean, not everybody does. My point is is that you don't have to import it from Russia though, do you?
6: No, but we import it we, we import it from other countries. Yeah. We do not we do not manufacture our own gas in California. I think we have two two uh, plants that manufacture gasoline, right. and most of it comes from out of state right. that has to be processed there because mm. we don't want to drill for it there.
1: But I remember seeing individual oil derricks like in somebody's backyard. Just, sure. driving around, just driving around Los Angeles County. Right, and
6: you still see those. You still you the know. the pump jacks. Yeah, and you think yeah. it's like
1: the Beverly Hillbillies or something. Although we've got our own oil well in the uh, back garden.
6: Exactly. Um, we do have oil. We just don't want to take it out of the ground because no. oil bad.
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But we don't
6: have any charging stations for the electric cars either. Well, nobody does. And there's still $100,000 each. Well, I
1: Let's saw one ahead. of those when I was driving up to pick my son up from the airport. And there was a Tesla. It was by Dunkin' Donuts, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> Where I'd stop to get a coffee. Well, you might as well have a snack. Exactly. And there was like five (laughs) or six Tesla um, uh, beds and only one occupied. Yeah. So...
6: It, you still have a distance issue. Even with Tesla's uh, mileage, it's 200 and something. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you drive 65, which, of course, I drive before bed I on. can't do that.
1: Yeah, and you don't have the air conditioning on or the heater.
6: Or the heater right. or anything else that sucks power, exactly. Yeah. Um, we do not have these charging stations set up. I think it would be lovely if we could get them set up yeah. and then start, you know. Well, I would s- say, look, pushing uh, you people know, into sell it. me
1: an electric car, make it cheap. I'll buy one. Right. But they're not cheap no they're not and in fact uh, and they don't go far enough and right I mean, that's kind of two things that you really would quite like in a car well especially when go very far
6: i know well when you're <laughs> dealing with southern california traffic it you know it may have 200 miles on it but if you're going three miles an hour on interstate five right <laughs> trying to get somewhere in the afternoon you're not going to make it that's 200 miles that's not happening so
1: no. um so are you traveling elsewhere are you just being to be in london what are you so,
6: doing so uh started off in croydon to London, back to Croydon, and then home on Sunday. Well, nice. I know. Why would I go to Croydon? Well, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Why would because, you go to Croydon? Because there's a really great guitar shop there that I like.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, if you like guitars. So you're not staying in Croydon.
6: Well, no, I'm staying in Croydon too. Oh,
1: are you? Okay. Yeah. So the, you came all this way for a guitar shop.
6: Yeah, maybe That's the owner.
1: Pretty remarkable. The owner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, now we come back to the old partner thing. Right, I exactly. So, so I couldn't get one here? in
6: America, so I had to come here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a small country, America. You've been, you've been through it all. Have I, I
6: have. I've been through all of the men, and none of them was good enough.
1: Listen, none of them, I can't imagine, would be good enough for you, Madonna. And, um so, what have you made of the place? have you because you've been here last time I saw you, um I think it was a quite a long time ago in the old building in the old building when we used to be in um, it does not look anything lake.
6: like this building
1: we've upgraded quite you've, substantially you have. yeah and, well, and it's on also, you. yeah, I mean it's not bad, yeah. is it, considering yeah. where we used to be, where there were fruit flies and um all sorts of mice there, and things like There may have been around. vermin.
6: I, You know, I'm not sure. I didn't actually see them with my own eyes. Mm. I, there was just a little bit of evidence of possi- possibly and, yeah, it was bad. Yeah.
1: Was well, bad. as if your uh, trip couldn't get any more exciting, Ian Collins is coming in, in a minute. I know. I love Because he does him. the show after me. I mean, in fact, it was down to him that I met you because he used to talk to you before I did. Exactly. I don't mind admitting that. Right? <laughs> because he's older than me, even I've, though he doesn't like admitting that. I've been, I've been around. Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen. Um, Ladonna Harvey is here. Uh, we're going to talk to in college next because he's responsible for her being here. Right. Really. I'm not going to take uh, take the credit, but I'm very happy to see you. Delighted to see you, in fact. And um, I'm delighted to be back. And we'll be back after this. Talk radio. Get
0: a grip. More talk. Pure energy. More taste. More flavour. More outspoken than ever. Clear-headed. Honest opinion. Lively debate. Talk radio.
1: Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio, where you get sensible debate, where you get intelligent news and informative information. Unlike BBC, who've just interviewed Nicola Sturgeon about the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Yeah. What are they doing that for? Well, college, you, you you haven't
0: got Sturgeon's take on it. I mean, basically. you know, Nothing she thinks happens, we should doesn't? go further. Well, they had Plaid Cymru over there, didn't they, the other day in Did they? Ukraine? Yeah. I mean, you could see Putin reversing the tanks. When he thought, oh, look, the, the, the Welsh nationalists Drakeford. have turned up. Drakeford. LaDonna uh, Harvey's
1: also here uh, yeah. still because you guys um, were a thing far before
0: I even turned yeah, up yeah, on the right. scene. That's probably like... So how, how many years ago was that? So
6: to, we, st- you and I started in 2001.
0: That's mental. Blimey. Maybe? That's like 20... years that ago? That's possibly right. Yeah. yeah. But of course, the last time I actually saw LaDonna mm. was <laughs> was in Soho. Right. <laughs> uh when i was trying to put it into a cab um because yes. we, we went out was it he, quite late
6: he poured me into a cab yeah. let's it was very... <laughs> be really really clear about this it was very late it, it was, was about
0: 2 a.m yes. maybe later mm. and yeah. it was Shaftesbury Avenue bottom mm. end of Dean Street yeah, yeah. we've been to Jerry's Club I know yeah. we had a great time and uh got a cab and I said to him where you go where's your hotel you said I don't know. I said Victoria
6: Station. <laughs> so
0: the guy took you to Victoria Station? He did. Okay. And then but he left there... me
6: at Victoria Station. And I looked around and I went, well, I recognize the station, but yeah. I don't know where my hotel also, is. Also, there's
1: a lot of exits. So there I, well. I called my, I called my
6: friends and I said, so I'm near a pub at Victoria Station. Yep. Turns out there's more than one. I said, well, somebody has to, has to come and get me. There is the Shakespeare, isn't there? Right outside. Right. I said, somebody has to come and get me because I don't know how I'm... I don't know. And well, I thought I'm I was going. doing the
0: chivalrous thing, you know, right? Making sure that you got in a taxi well, safely. You got me to Victoria <clears> Station. <throat> yeah. Unbelievable. So you did your
6: job. But well, that kind of. It was off. just yes. anything beyond that was I was in control. Well there are blood. two
1: ways of looking at that. I mean you could have just been, you know, shifting the responsibility yeah. of the cab driver. <laughs> you know, what you should have done is get in the cab with her to ensure that she got to where she wanted to go.
0: Oh that's true. Well no, then although, you have to take responsibility. Yeah. Although now nobody wants that, to do of that. Of
1: course you're accused of horrendous yeah,
0: things. And I think we ended up having a kebab at that. You know that old kebab place down in, uh, off the cut. We sure did. Yeah, yeah. That's, ha- that's where we oh, yeah. started. The that's one that was it
1: open, that used to be open until 3 a.m. That's it, yeah. 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 It
0: always we be started of, it off in a
1: kebab shop. I, mean, I don't be know be how we picked
6: How do you start of off then? That's
0: normally where, well, where you end up. Well, that's normally where you end up. We started in the kebab shop.
6: Well, I think we were going to go on the radio, and then we just sort of looked at each other and said, Do we really need to go on the radio today?
0: I've got a feeling I rang Bill, our former boss. You did. Bill, exceptional circumstances. Can I take the night off? <laughs> and that also was the place you'd always
1: find the armed police. Uh, you'd walk in there quite often always. at two a.m. and there'd yeah, be guys yeah. like tooled up with guns, which is unusual oh, here, right? Uh, unlike California. And exactly. uh, I remember talking to them once. I was like, "What are you guys all, was here? Why are yeah, you here?" All, 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 and he was like, "And he used to come in the in the in the in the sort of the, 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 the truck, you know, the that's uh, right, they the did, Black yeah. Maria, whatever yeah, it was." Yeah. Uh, and they said, "Well, they cl- they shut the canteen at work." so now we come here
0: Scotland Yard closed the canteen
1: yeah can (laughs) Can you imagine they couldn't get to the terrorism event because they were waiting for
0: a kebab although that's an increasingly normal sight now isn't it seeing armed cops around it is uh, it is now we've got to go soon but we, we should mention Dave Banks shouldn't we David Banks was a great. You worked with him years yep. ago uh, on Fleet Street, yep. and we, you know, I worked with him in radio, uh, the original talk radio. He was the Big Boys Breakfast. The wasn't he? Big Boys Breakfast. Yeah. Him and Ferrari, of yeah. course, doing the, the you know, it was a sort of great concept and a great show together. Yeah, and, and sadly, we heard the sad news today that he died. Mm. Oh. you know, way too young, frankly. Yeah. Um, but you know, talk about a figure, a towering was, figure in all senses yeah, of the word. He really.
1: was a giant of uh, broadcasting and everything else. Well, listen, um, you may talk some more about that. I guess, um, more from. You about Ukraine no yeah, doubt. Yeah
0: well we've got to tap into that yeah. um, and there's also like the a sort of thing on social media some guy said he said look, I'm not being an idiot here but why are we involved in this yeah. and I thought well obviously there's there's an obvious answer yeah. to that, but there's another answer you go that's not a bad call actually it's you not know, bad it's, it's not a bad question yeah. innocent as it might be mm. so we'll look at all of that we will hear from all the stadium cool. players as well. And LaDonna great to see you thank you it so much for coming in. So lovely to are see you, you to as well. Are you going to be talking to us some more or Oh, no, I wouldn't, I thought I you wouldn't were, if I was here. I thought you might be going out to Soho. Well,
1: we would have been. But <laughs> she didn't tell me she was coming, right? And also, I've got to do Plank of the Week. Of course you have, yeah. You could have been on that
0: if you'd wanted to be, but, you know.
6: Sorry. Well, apparently right. I am the Plank of the Week because for not right. telling you she I didn't were tell for not, anybody. We're not telling anybody you were arriving in yeah, the UK. Right. Despite the fact right. we've
0: all known you for two decades. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> Bad
6: choices <laughs> were made, people. Bad choices were made. not
1: for the first time, I think. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. And uh, Ian
0: will take over after the news at once. Talk radio across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.